Good morning and welcome to worship on this beautiful, sunny day that the Lord has made. If we haven't met, I'm Pastor Kelsey and I'm one of the pastors here at King of Kings, which is our family of faith. And I'm so grateful to be here with you preaching and leading while my colleague and husband is on a much-needed fishing trip with his dad. Um, he flew into Minnesota this week, and then they drove to Canada where there is no cell phone reception. Uh, so I'm trusting in God that he is having a wonderful and restful time away. Just a few announcements I want to share with you this morning. Um, I, I want to take a moment and acknowledge uh, a couple things. And the first is that we are using this weekend, this Memorial Weekend, as a time of remembrance and gratitude toward all who have served in our armed forces in the United States and have um, given up much um, in order to help and guide our country. And so I want to begin with a prayer to honor those who have served and who have lost their lives in service. And then we will move forward um, into another time of remembrance as we process together the events of this week and um, the, the events of really uh, the last few weeks. So let us enter in this season of Memorial Day weekend uh, knowing that we're surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses. And we remember, first of all, the women and men who are currently serving in the armed forces, and we pray for their safe return. We also acknowledge that there are women and men who have not returned, who may not return, and we grieve for them in our prayers, and we honor their service with this moment of silence. Let us pray. Gracious God, we pause in this time to give thanks for all who have served in our nation's armed services. Those who have not served can't fully imagine the experience of war, but we do know war's aftermath and the toll it can take on the human heart. This day we remember and acknowledge those losses, and so do we remember those whom we have loved and lost. We hold their names, their faces, and their service in our hearts. We recall the gifts they gave to us through the strength of their being, the depth of their love and commitment, the courage of their dying, and the fullness of their living. May their names and their witness surround us as we celebrate them this weekend. We pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. We're also going to take a moment to create space and acknowledge the reality of this week and the world in which we're living. My sermon is stained with tears, I'll be honest with you. And I don't know what else to do except create space and give permission to feel or to protect yourself from feeling in whatever way you need to this morning. Joe and I invite you into this time, this shared prayer. Um, this I found from a book and it's called A Litany for When the World Feels Like It's Burning. God, who loves us in every season, our hearts ache as we consider our world and the losses that have been felt in Uvalde, in Buffalo, in so many towns and cities and schools. 
Amid sorrow and pain, we know you hold us and love us. You hold us in confession. You hold us in grief. You hold us in trauma. And you hold us in weight. You hold us in political unrest. You hold us in disconnection. Gracious Lord, you do not celebrate our pain, but offer us deep love. Compassionate, Compassionate God, God, you hold, you hold us. us. Lord, we acknowledge that you're a God who does not rush us through our pain. You are a God who made us for process. Like a gardener planting a seed and waiting for new life to emerge, you tend our bodies, minds, and souls. You make a way for our growth, you make a way for our hope, and you make a way for our restoration. You make a way for our mending and for us to love. You, or Good Shepherd, make paths where no one has ever been. Loving, Loving God, God, you, you sustain, sustain us. Jesus, just as you wept with Mary and Martha outside of Lazarus' tomb, thank you for grieving with us as we ache. You knew you would resurrect Lazarus, yet you shared in Mary and Martha's grief. We know you share our grief as we witness a world that seems to be burning. Just as you ache with those who mourn, equip us to mourn with our neighbors. Help us to offer comfort and care to every one of your children. Empower us to love well. Empower us to see others in their pain. Empower us to move past our differences. Empower us to believe in your goodness. Empower us to be who you've called us to be for ourselves and others. Compassionate, Compassionate God, God, you hold, you hold us. us. Holy God, we pray that in the ways only you are able, you would equip us to be a healing presence in our world. Move us to love well, to hold space, to offer compassion, to bind up broken hearts, and to embody your goodness. Again and again we cry out, We, we need you. you. We, need, we you. need you. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, we know and we trust in your goodness and love. And this day, wherever we are, as we gather in this place, we know and we trust that you meet us here that you wrap your arms around us with love and compassion, with grace and with hope. We lift up all that we are before you and pray that you would bless and redeem all of who we are. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to be seated. I'm going to start right away with our reading from the Gospel of John this morning. Our reading is in John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26. Jesus prayed, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you've given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. 
I in them and you in me, that they may completely be one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory, which you've given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. The word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Dear and beloved children of God, a practice that I learned early on in sermon writing was to take the text that was before me, to read it backward and forward, inside and out, and to ask, if not many questions, just this one crucial question, Where is the good news in this reading? In other words, where in this passage is the hope, the blessing, the promise, the way forward? In my beginning years as a preacher, I would always trust that no matter what, the bottom line would eventually get me to something like, Jesus loves you, or Jesus is with you, or death will not have the final word, or you belong to Christ. And to be clear, I do believe that all of those promises are true, are guaranteed, are trustworthy, and they're yours. And... I found myself returning to that fundamental question over and over this week, especially as Monday's events unfolded and I watched the despair and sadness. I found myself thinking back over the last few weeks and all of the sad news, the painful news, the shocking and devastating news. I floundered. I worried and was wounded as a mother and a human being. And I wondered, where is the good news? I know there have been multiple times in my life, and I'm guessing in yours, when you've asked that question, wondered where the good news was or if there was any. I know that you have, like me, probably been the recipient of many well-intentioned people that reminded you that Jesus loves you, that death does not have the final word. And while all of those promises are trustworthy and true and, yes, yours, I know that often the delivery of those words can feel disconnected, dismissive, and insufficient to address the feelings of loss, confusion, anger, and pain that you or I or others are feeling in that moment of life. Because we're not just wondering, where is the good news? We're also wondering, how can I go on? How can I go on? And while reminding someone or being reminded ourselves that Jesus is in fact with us and will always love us, 
This is not good news that can tell us some days how we can go on to tomorrow. After losing someone or something that matters to us so very deeply. And so I guess what I'm saying or wrestling with is, with is that while there are times where I can read and interpret a Bible reading and know exactly where the good news is, there's also seasons of life in this world where it feels impossible to find. And I'm desperately searching for a word that will not tell me only something good, but will also tell me how I can go on. How I can drop my kids at the entrance to their school. I suppose that might seem a bit radical or vulnerable to admit up here today, but I hope that it sounds and feels like affirmation and permission. What I mean is that I hope that it comes to you as affirmation that whatever you are feeling today is okay. That if it's rage or sadness or apathy or despair, you belong here. If you're clinging tightly to your identity in Christ and placing all of your hope and fear at the foot of the cross, you belong here. If you're fed up and ready to walk away from your faith, you belong here. If you're angry with God or raging, or if you don't know if you ever really believed in God, you belong here. Because here is a place not of perfect people, or people with everything figured out, or a pastor who knows what to say. Here is a place where we feel safe enough to come as we are and lay down everything and know we won't be judged or condemned or ranked in order of greatest to least. How do I know that's true? Because Jesus himself prayed that it might be so, that we all might be one. When Jesus' prayer pours out from his heart and from his mouth in John chapter 17, Jesus is praying over his disciples in their last meal together before his death. It's actually remarkable to note that throughout John's gospel, Jesus has traveled many places, performed many signs and wonders, and each event is recounted in the span of one chapter or less. In fact, almost every chapter in John begins with Jesus moving from one region to another. He's always on the move, busy, at work. But all of a sudden, by chapter 13, Jesus stops moving. No more traveling. No more dusty roads and dirty feet. In John 13, Jesus rests with his disciples, washes their feet, and then spends four entire chapters talking to them, praying with them, encouraging them, teaching them about love. This Jesus who's constantly at work and on the move makes time creates space, slows down, and sits with the ones he loves. And into that space, he pours this prayer in their presence and before God. 
He says that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, and they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and loved them, even as you loved me. It's a beautiful prayer and a lofty and noble vision that all of Christ's followers may be one. He intends it for the disciples who sit in that room 2,000 years ago, but also, as he says in verse 20, for those who will believe in me through their ongoing word. That's you and me. That's Jesus promising his disciples then and now that wherever Jesus is, we belong there. No matter our state of mind or the strength of our faith or whether we are standing and praising or sitting and crying or on our knees crying out, why, Lord, how can I go on? Jesus pours out that prayer of hope and promise in the face of a broken world. He says to his father, the world does not know you. He knows that what faces him beyond the door of that room is a garden, a kiss, an arrest, and death itself. And he knows that his friends will try to follow him. Some will turn on him, and others will abandon him in the face of the realities outside that room. Corruption, power, violence, oppression, hate, and apathy. Just as they are present now, they were present then. But love moved Jesus onward. Jesus did not shy away or turn aside or choose a different path. And there it is. That is good news today. Because I do shy away and turn aside and choose a different path daily. I choose to numb myself or escape or ignore the suffering in the world. Sometimes because I just don't want to feel what it makes me feel. I don't want to turn on the news. (laughs) I don't want to feel the pain or the guilt when that relief hits me that it wasn't my baby, my family. Is it any wonder that even as Jesus walked resolutely toward the cross in John chapters 18 and 19, which follow our reading today, that the disciples decide to go back to a room to close the door and lock it and to try to forget, to ignore, and to put it aside? The good news is that Jesus just kept finding them. This is how the gospel, how the good news according to John is concluded, with the resurrected Jesus continuing to find and claim his loved ones and to bring them together as one and to send them gently and lovingly back into the broken world. They hide, but Jesus finds them. They try to go back to fishing, but Jesus finds them. 
They may be all over the place in terms of their emotions, their faith, their fear, and their understanding, but they are one. They are one people, the loved people of God. I needed to be reminded of that this week as I longed to hide, to look away, to turn aside from the brokenness of the world, I needed to hear that Jesus would still come and find me. I needed to hear that even in the moment when there didn't seem to be any good news at all, that Jesus was not absent from the suffering or turning away from it or painting over it with a list of well-intentioned words, but that Jesus, who knows pain and suffering inside out, was walking toward the brokenness out there and toward the brokenness in me. I see good news as I remember the disciples who buckled under the weight and the fear of the powers that be and hid in that room. I see good news as I remember that when the time was right, Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit into them. And that spirit, like the spirit of a strong and powerful mother, who leads her children without fear into life and opportunity. That spirit, she moved those disciples out into the streets to proclaim God's kingdom of love and peace, even in the face of the powers that be. I cling to the good news that if God can take even the most fearful of us and turn us into change makers, who move the world towards God's arc of justice, then I too can keep going. I can crawl out from under the covers, take a deep breath, and full of lament and anger and hope and light and fear and joy, I can walk toward the suffering of others and walk, watch as they walk toward me and mine. And we will. As Jesus prayed for us to to be, we will be one. One in sadness, one in suffering, one in love, one in courage, one. Please pray with me. Lord Jesus, we need you now. You know what we're facing. You know that we're wondering how to go on. You know we're searching for good news. Calm us and comfort us. That whether we're waiting in fear or doubt or despair, you're waiting there with us. And you'll always find us and come to us. Help us to sense your Spirit's calling so that we might be able to make change in this broken world. Help us to bring about healing through deeply caring and listening to each other before we rush in with words to fix it. Help us to not turn away from the suffering of our global community. Help us to walk toward the pain of others so that we can support, carry, and make change. We commend all who mourn and all who hope today into your precious name. And we all say, Amen.
Set free from captivity to sin and death, we pray to the God of resurrection for the church, people in need, and all of creation. After each prayer, I will say, Lord, in your mercy, and please respond with, hear our prayer. Holy God, make your people one as you and your Son are one. Extend the gifts we've been given by your Spirit to all people especially those experiencing division or questioning your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Keep in our minds those who have served, who have died in war, both military and civilians. Keep in our hearts and in our actions those who are plagued by war now. We pray for all in Ukraine and all places across the world that are torn apart by conflict. May we honor all who have served in our name by seeking peaceful solutions to conflicts that arise between nations and people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant freedom and comfort to all who are overwhelmed by chronic illness, depression, or worry. Open them to receive health and salvation and hope in Christ Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Stir imagination and understanding throughout the church and the world in the work of poets, theologians, musicians. Lead us into new visions and fresh expressions of your presence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the people in Uvalde, Texas. Grant healing to the survivors who are wounded or traumatized. Be with the families that have lost loved ones and restore all whose spirits are harmed by such violence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all communities that are affected by natural disasters, especially the communities to the north that were hit by tornadoes last week. We pray that all might find refuge and safety and comfort. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As we lift these prayers before you, we do it in confidence, and we pray the prayer that your Son, Jesus, has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I invite you to be seated and to take out your communion cups. For those of you at home, if you have gathered your grape juice or wine and your bread, whatever you have on hand, you can bring that out now. In the face of a broken world, our Lord Jesus still fed and nourished and cared for his loved ones. And that's the night that we remember as we gather around this table. That in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. This is the body of Christ given for you. And again, after supper, he took the cup, 
gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. Children of God, may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. I want to thank you for your presence here today, virtually and in person, and just remind you that while Pastor Dave is out of town, if you need anything, if you need someone to talk with, to process with, if you're searching for resources and how to communicate with kids, um, on the events that are continuing to surround us, please don't hesitate to reach out. I would be happy to provide whatever help and support and prayer that I can for you um, over the next week and the weeks to come. That would include Dave, too, when he returns. Thank you for your continued financial gifts and your blessings of our ministry here at King of Kings. We're so grateful that we have traveled this far through these difficult times that we are able to continue to gather as a congregation to serve God, to serve our neighbors together. Um, if you would like to continue to support, you can find on our website a link to that, or there are places available as you leave worship today. Finally, receive this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace. Share the good news. Thanks be to God.